This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAA. Right, here we go. We have reached a Friday morning in New York City or Jersey, depending upon where you are. Al Dukes, how you be, man? Good morning, Jerry. It sounded like Eddie was doing a remix there of the warm-up <laughs> show music and the uh, Boomer and Geo show music like he was being a DJ. I yeah, kind of like it. Just switching it up a little. I like it because it blends Mash-ups. the two. Remember when mashups were a thing where you'd be like, they'd take like a Beastie Boys yes. song and mash it up with Jay-Z and mash it up with ACDC? I do. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, when it's done well, it's good. When it's not done well, it sounds horrendous. Yeah, but when they, they find these songs where, and I guess you could probably run them through a computer program, where they have like the same beat. Yep. You can kind of slow them down slightly yeah, and speed and have, them up. Yep. Yeah, they have the same beat and you put them in there. It's awesome. I agree. No, it's pretty- Right now! Yeah, like this. Come on! Right now! I'm not so now, sure that's what he meant, but I get your point. <laughs> yeah, remember there was a, a lot of people forget that there was a time in Van Halen. They got rid of David Lee Roth, then they brought in Sammy Hagar, got rid of him, that. got rid of him, and brought in Mike Francesa. They only cut that one song, though. <laughs> he was he was on that other album that they made in, he like, would, 1999. Yeah, a lot of people didn't get it, didn't get a lot of radio play, and then Mike <laughs> went back to his job, Van Halen took Sammy back, and everything is back to normal. But right now... The remix, I think, was used for... Do you remember that song was actually used for Crystal Pepsi? Um, I. Hmm. It was a clear Pepsi product? You drink I, clear soda? I don't. I just remember mm. the Super Bowl commercial, and it might have been for Pepsi. I don't know. I remember that was a Super Bowl commercial, and the one line that always stuck with me was, right now is now gone. Interesting. It, yeah, like... It's, we're right now is now in history or something. Like It mm-hmm. just was like, well, that's kind of weird. You're right. We're another second towards death. Great. <laughs> and Bobby Dwyer always reminds me there's a great Beavis and Bedhead where they're sitting there watching the Right Now video, and Bedhead goes, uh, right now David Lee Roth wants his old job back. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> that's not bad. You know, it's funny you mentioned Beavis and Bedhead. Well, first, I, I want to see them. this. Uh, real quick, I'm looking on the Van Halen thing. Did right you realize, now. So they released, you realize they've released albums yeah. like in the past 10 years? <laughs> no. So their first one was 1978. Right. Okay. And I, Van Halen I, won, Jerry. And I, yeah, and I love, Van, you know that, I love Van Halen, but mostly with Sammy Hagar more so than... Uh, Diamond Dave. Than, yeah, I, I just, for whatever reason, whatever. 
So they released an album, I'm trying to see here, in 19, not this one. Oh, I can't find it. With some other singer. Yeah, Gary Sharon, who was in Extreme. That's who it was? Yeah. Is that the one in 2012 that I'm talking about? Or no? Uh, pro- no. It was 98, Van Halen 3. Oh That's gosh, the one. Yeah. That I think it was. That Gary was the Chiron. one. I, I remember I bought it, and I remember driving to the radio station, like, all right, there's one good song on this. And I remember K-Rock was playing it, and the rest of the album was awful. Yeah. There was just nothing there. I'm it like, was not wow. their finest work, Jerry. Then they kicked his ass right to the curb and uh, I think uh, brought Sammy back. There was at least one album tour. There. But you mentioned Beavis and Butthead. So yesterday or the day before that, I forget. My, I told you my son has found The Simpsons. Right. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, why does this look weird? And I, look, I hit the info and it was season one back in 1990. Yeah, there are some Unreal. cartoons when you see that, like the early Beavis and Butthead, the early South Parks, they're they're drawn differently. But it's 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, wow, that is really something. It was like the summer of, of, of 1990, and that show's still going strong. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing. One of the things that I find on Twitter, Jerry, where someone uh, says nasty things to me on Twitter so many times there's some sort of Simpsons character on their really? profile pic. Yeah, so like people are still locked into The Simpsons. I never got into The Simpsons. I don't know that I ever saw a full episode. Me neither. I've never, I've I've run by it. I've watched it for a couple of minutes, but I've not sat down. I don't even know. Is it a half hour? Is it an hour? I don't even know. I think half hour. I've never sat down. But I've also, like South Park, I never watched. never watched any of the cartoons oh. as an adult. Yeah. Oh, you have. Swim. I did watch uh, South Park for a couple of years, and then I, I watched all of Beavis and Butthead. I was all in. And then okay. they came back a number of years ago. They brought Beavis and Butthead back. I I watched all those, too. Well, all right. Quality entertainment, Jerry. I would not have taken you for a car- an adult cartoon guy. Yeah, just Beavis and Butthead and uh, early on South Park. I got Fair bored enough. with the South Park. They got very political, Jerry, and I don't like my cartoons to be political. Yeah, I hear you. I like them to be just stupid like Beavis You're- and Butthead were. You want to just be entertained. Yeah, I want to be entertained. Jerry, so much went on yesterday in the world of uh, sports apologies and racism and all these items. Uh, A couple things. Drew Brees apologized a second time. Yes. This time on an Instagram video. Really a third time because he also apologized to his team. What'll do that? I apologize. I yeah. apologize to his team. Uh, there was a phone call that Shaquille O'Neal was on for some reason. Yeah, why uh, would he have been on that? Now, Shaquille O'Neal says that he was asked to be on this Saints um, team call two weeks ago before all this brouhaha went down, Jerry. Oh, so, okay. I but he it. was still on it, and he did reveal that Malcolm Jenkins was uh, one of the first people to accept <laughs> Drew Brees' apology. That doesn't surprise me. How about that? Yeah, I, that, but that doesn't surprise me because I think – I, I think Jenkins knows Breeze, number one. Yeah. Um, number two, I think when you start to talk to a guy, and it's something we've always discussed. You know, when you criticize someone and then you actually, you know, sit down face-to-face with them, it makes yeah. it much easier for, A, the apology, B, for the apology to be accepted as opposed to doing it through the media. So that it really that didn't surprise I was glad to see that. That didn't surprise me too much. And Michael Thomas and Demario Davis also. Uh, of the Saints accepting Drew Brees' apology. I didn't get a full list of everyone, Jerry. I don't know if they passed around a sheet where you well, checked Tom, off. Thomas and Jenkins were the big ones. And once I heard Benjamin Watson talking about, you know, Thomas and Brees, how tight they had been, uh, again, not surprised that that happened. So that's a good thing. Uh, then I liked that this one, this was kind of funny, because uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who was uh, being lauded for being uh, – 
like you know saying all the right things standing in solidarity and all right that. Yeah. Yep. look at aaron Rodgers. drew Brees should be like aaron Rodgers. then martellus bennett came out yesterday called the bs jerry on aaron Rodgers' call for solidarity <laughs> saying he didn't stand up for him when he was on the packers protesting oh okay i didn't see this okay <laughs> Martellus oh, Bennett is that. a spark plug. <laughs> he is a spark plug, Jerry. A couple yes, guys are spark. Is is, is uh, I get some of the Bennett's confused, Jerry. Is he the one that wears no shoulder pads? Um, or is that the other Bennett uh, brother, Michael Bennett? Michael Bennett. I think Michael mm. was the one. Yeah, one of those guys that doesn't appear to wear shoulder pads when he plays, which I, I don't think know that's how. Michael Bennett, but I'm not hundred percent sure because Martellus Bennett was the tight end. Oh yeah, so he wore the right. yeah it was the defensive uh, fella. So it was Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett, he didn't like to wear shoulder pads. Like his shoulder right. pads were so tiny. I don't know why. I feel like my shoulder would snap if I ran into somebody. Gave him more flexibility. Although wrestlers don't wear shoulder pads, and they do shoulder blocks as a move, where you throw a guy off the rope, Jerry, and just run your shoulder into his and knock his ass right Re- down. Wrestlers barely wear enough to cover their stuff. Right. I, forget show. I always wonder, like, when did that become a thing? <laughs> where, like, like, let's put on the least amount of clothing to cover your genitals yeah. and go out there and wrestle each other. <laughs> and think about it this way, too. <laughs> Wrestling started in the 50s. Yeah. When guys didn't look so good. Yes. Like, who well, thought, let's put this skimpy thing on and have our belly hanging over it and run around like Neanderthals? Like, what? A, a singlet. The one where, the, uh, like, Andre Ugh. the Giant wore the singlet, Jerry, where it Disgusting. goes over just one shoulder. But actually, wrestling, I think, started in Greece with... With very muscular, sexy, Is that true? sexy grease bodies. I just remember before Hulk Hogan, when he really was jacked. Yeah. As a as a kid, I remember the guys being more like Jimmy the Animal Steel. Is that his name? <laughs> was that his name? George. He was George, George the Animal Steel. Well, I knew Jimmy. It was his brother. <laughs> Jimmy was a was not successful as a wrestler. <laughs> no, but he was a mess. Right, yeah. wasn't he? Super hairy, Jerry. Yeah, I remember him. I remember, you know, Andre the Giant, guys like this. It was like, oh, they look disgusting. Right, there were a lot of guys that, that and wrestlers we know spend 90% of the year on the road. So these were dudes that would wrestle, then go slam beers all night at the bar and probably eat terrible on-the-road food. So they weren't in the best shape. Which is uh, which? I did not realize the lifestyle of a wrestler until the Andre the Giant documentary that I watched this past year on HBO that opened my eyes to what a traveling circus, literally, that that was. You just kind of assume that these guys are working out and they got, oh, they got a big show or a big fight, whatever you want to call it, one night. You don't realize they're like a band that goes from city to city yep. to city to city. They're you know, driving through the night or however they get to where they got to go. And at, for the most part, until probably the 80s, they weren't making any money. Right. Like they were doing it just to put food on the table. They were not... They weren't rich until guys like Hulk Hogan became superstars. Oh, yes. When he beat the Iron Sheik, Jerry. The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik was against America. I don't know if you remember, but he used to spit on the the American flag. I I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, I do, actually. He would say, Iran, number one. (laughs) You do that well. America. (laughs) Spit. (laughs) And then he would get his ass kicked. Did he ever win? He did well, so he was part of the big storyline to for the emergence of Hulk Hogan and the entire. Cha- he he has a enormous storyline in the history of pro wrestling. Jerry Bob Backlund was the WWF champion for many years, and he was he had no gimmick. He just was like a a regular scientific wrestler, as they would say. Jerry right. he would grapple guys. He was boring, and they wanted Hulk Hogan to take over WWF, but he couldn't. Hulk Hogan couldn't uh, beat 
Bob Backlund because Bob Backlund was like a, an all-American guy as well. So they had Bob Backlund lose to the Iron Sheik, Jerry. No one, everyone hated the Iron Sheik. This is when we really were against Iran. They were taking hostages. Uh, Iran, they were just bad people, Jerry. Uh, so they had Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund. Then Hulkamania went running wild when he pinned the Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden. And that's when America's love for taking your vitamins, saying your prayers, Hulkamania running wild. That's when that took over, Jerry. So the Iron Sheik, very influential in pro wrestling. I got to tell you, this is the most excited I've heard you all week. Okay, oh, I love wrestling. Jerry, if I, if I could do a – I might do a podcast on 80s wrestling. Why don't you do that? And what's you going to do yeah. when the whole world for Hulkamaniacs yep. destroy you? Yeah, what are you going to do? Nothing. 80s, the 80s wrestling cast. If I could have sent Hulk Hogan actually to, to Iran – to fight the Ayatollah Khomeini or the Shah of Iran or whoever else wanted a piece of America, Jerry, I would have done it. The only problem you would have with that podcast yeah. is that, A, you'd be able to get people on. Like, you'd be able to bring wrestlers in. The <laughs> problem is it's yeah. 2020 and they're mm-hmm. going to start dying out. Right. Well, they That's have. A, wrestlers die I, young, I, unfortunately. I, I know that, which is why if you're going to do it, I would suggest you start like soon. Start doing it now. Okay. So you can get some stuff in the can, as they say. All right. Get some stuff on tape. I'm, I would love to see you do another podcast <laughs> because you complain about all these podcasts. Yeah. Here comes another. <laughs> and you, I, I would hope you start playing the clips in your update. From the uh, 80s wrestling podcast, I Al would. Duke sat down with the magnificent Morocco. He said this about unrest in America. I, I think get all the wrestlers' yes. comments on it. I would play that. Of course I would. Like, you know, we didn't play clips from your first podcast because those were business-type topics. Real no one business. cares. Honestly, no well, one cares about I'm it. i sure about that. Well, no, 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 no. In terms of the general audience, right? if you're not interested in what we do in the business, you don't care. Your podcast really was for people within the business, I think. Yes, Jerry's and very I, inside. I, yes, it was, which is a niche, and I think that was great. But if you did something wrestling-wise, I don't know that I'd be playing clips every week, but when you have social issues that come up or something that pertains to wrestling or something like that, hell yeah, I'd play them. Why not? Like if Hulkamania had, uh, if Hulk Hogan had a solution to our, all of our problems here in America. When Hulkamania rules, when Hulkamania lives forever, when Hulkamania puts you down on your knees, I want the whole world to realize that I beat just your best. Yep. There you go. Solving sure, the world. Would, you would listen to that guy. I would. Hulk Hogan solving the world problems. I hope he runs for office one day, Jerry. How old is he now? 60s? Mm, it's got to be in his 60s. But yeah, what that, you gonna do, Jerry? Nothing. But that Hulkamania run wild. That to me wild. is there's two things that depress me. Well, there's more than that, but two things in sports that depress me is a when you see a player start his career and then retire, yeah. like Jeter. That was weird for me. Oh, terrible. And b when you start to see guys when you were a kid that you were really into watching, kind of get old. Yeah, it like, sucks. Like Daryl Strawberry, for instance, for me, and I say because I wore the jersey yesterday. I look at him, and while he's an older man now in his 50s, he still looks like he's in shape. He still looks like Daryl Strawberry. Right. I mean when they start to be in their 60s and 70s, and they start to look like they're old. I'm Boomer Esiason. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Eddie. Is that is not right. No. And he rude. actually looks better now than he did oh. three years ago with all this biking he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's so a I biker. Don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. But, uh, yeah, that those two things really get me a little bit. I don't like that. All right. Not, That's not fair enough. That. All right. We're going to take our first break. Oh, when we come break. back. Uh, we will break down 
roller derby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was something I used to watch, sadly. Me too. <laughs> Unlike On MSG. MSG or Sports <laughs> yeah, Channel. <laughs> yeah. When I was looking for the pro, every once in a while they would do WWF wrestling from the garden. And sometimes I'd go, oh, I hope it's on this week. And I'd put it on to be roller derby. And I was like, is this real? Is this fake? I couldn't tell what was going on. Me neither. But I would watch it, sadly. It, yeah. would, it would hook me in. And it, that still goes on. Roller derby? It does in certain places. We mentioned it on the podcast like four or five years ago. Yes. I remember we were getting like professional roller derby girls that were that were Yes, girls in Asbury Park actually, yes. Jerry, that had a team. So there you go. It's still around. We'll discuss that. Well we won't, but maybe something else. And then Boomer and Geo at six here on the fan. Good morning, Warma. All right, 20 after 5 or so on a Friday on the fan. Uh, a couple of things for you, real quick. Um, it's Alan Jerry to a Boomer and Geo at six o'clock. Number one, NHL Network is running the 1966 Stanley Cup Finals uh, uh, video, which is really interesting because not one person, and I know helmets didn't come until after that, (laughs) but it is bizarre to watch the goalies not have helmets on. Now, it's one thing to see them in 1935 not have helmets on, but this video is starting to look more like modern-day hockey. I mean, it's just nuts that they don't have helmets on. It's pretty wild. When do you think they were like, what if we – Shouldn't we be putting a helmet on so we don't get hit in the head with this five-pound puck coming up? Is it 80 miles an hour? I would bet you that many thought it but were probably too worried about being looked at as less of a man right. to say something. Look at something. this wuss wearing a helmet. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. and I don't know that, but I believe that. Um, this is one thing that is probably more podcast-worthy because we, did, we discussed it the other day, but, I mean, whatever. We're going to do heavy lifting at 6 o'clock. Let me ask you this. Yes, you Jerry. were telling me about Etsy the other day on, on, on oh, the podcast. Oh, yes, Etsy. And Etsy, it really, actually very cool, but I didn't find what I was looking for. Today's my anniversary, so oh, I wound up. Oh, anniversary. Is it a, is it a monumental it's anniversary? Not. It's no, not, it's okay. uh, 21 years. 21. Um, so I wound up finding something on Amazon that looked cool, and then I saw the company. I'm like, oh, let me just check out this company before I order because I never heard of it. So they have a great website. And the, the, the product was considerably cheaper direct from the company. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, why am I going to go to Amazon where they charge a fee? I'm like, if this company's good. Here's what bothers me, though. I wound up ordering it direct from the company. If I would have went through Amazon, the delivery was guaranteed yesterday. Mm-hmm. I paid like 40 bucks for shipping, believe it or not, because the price was so much cheaper direct from the company. And I don't have it. Yeah. See, like, that's why. But what, what? I don't understand. If Amazon why the was company do can't it, get it to you? Yeah. But probably, if I went through Amazon, they'd get it to me? Probably because Amazon has it stocked up in their warehouses already, and this no. company's got to send like someone in with COVID uh, in the COVID-19 no, because, epidemic. No, they had to. Um, there was It was personalized. Oh, I'm so curious what it was. But it was just, I don't know, it was bothersome. Hmm. Like, why? What is the issue? It's almost like they, and I guess the answer is they treat the Amazon customer first because it's a bigger deal. I would think yes. direct to customer. I would is think a so too, Jerry. To Jerry, if I was a Shark Tank investor on that, I'd be like, mm, I'm on it for I those reasons. Uh, for I'm those, out. Re- you're gonna uh, service the Amazon people first. I'm out. Yeah, and I think that's what they're doing. So, and you know, it's funny because the extra money I spent on shipping basically brought the price back to where it was on Amazon. And then I'm thinking, you know what? The whole point of you know, going here was so that the company could keep more of their own money. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, you know what? 
that's why it was a little more on Amazon to make up for what Amazon was making. Yes. So. I tell you, I have a hard time paying for shipping now for anything. If yeah, I no, see I get that, it. I, I don't, uh, and, and it's, we're ruined because of Amazon. You're right. You're right. But I didn't mind, again, I didn't mind paying it in this case because it was like a dollar cheaper still had I gone to Amazon. So I felt like it was the same thing. And you it's felt just, like you were doing good by the company. You do it right did, by the company, Jerry. And I got screwed. Hmm. And I looked at the tracking. I don't even know if it left the warehouse yet. No. That's the other thing with this coronavirus. When you order something from Amazon, we're so used to getting it in a day or two. Now it's like it'll be there July 3rd. You're like, July 3rd? <laughs> what are you doing over there? Let's get back to work, Amazon. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, we really got spoiled with the, yeah. I'm going to order something from Japan. It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was always shocking. Like when you be like, when something would show up on your door the next day, you'd be like, I ordered this at 4 p.m. yesterday. It's on my doorstep at 11. How is that possible? How about the same day delivery they have for some product? When yeah, things get back works. to normal. It's um, Well, I, I mean, actually, understand. Dukes, I saw an inside look at one of the Amazon warehouses. Yeah. It is unbelievable the amount of products that they have stocked and ready to go. Like, I like who when comes? The, I know his name's Jeff Bezos, but how do you come up with that? I like it on Amazon sometimes. You could just figure, like, when you get a small product and it shows up in a giant box, you just think, like, was the person lazy and didn't want to go find the right size box? And they had these gigantic boxes just laying near them. Like, just put it, put the tube of uh, moisturizer cream in this giant box. It's so funny you say that because I got an air filter for the uh, for the AC unit uh, yesterday. Yeah, and it came in a monster box that had nothing but paper wrapped around it. Yes, I mean it literally was seventy five percent waste, mm-hmm. wasted space. Mm-hmm. So gotta I, recycle that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I will bring it to the recycling yard, and they can have the box and the paper. That's right. Jerry, quick shout-out to Alert Podcast. Not podcast. We're on the actual radio. Jerry, uh, <laughs> quick shout-out to Alert Warm-Up Show listener Jerry Janowski, who hit me up on Twitter to say that George the Animal Steel's real name was actually Jimmy, as you called him Jimmy the Animal Steel. How about you that? You kind of correct, and that uh, Jimmy the Animal Steel was a high school teacher. No kidding. How about that? Imagine your teacher's George the Animal Steel on weekends. Uh, yeah, I, I no, buckles. actually, I couldn't imagine that. Now the teachers I had, none of them were going to be teacher, uh, be wrestlers. So you probably any, not. Any big fat teachers that would put a singlet on? I don't think I did. No, Jerry. Here's a story which I would, if I was a major league baseball announcer, I would be absolutely thrilled with. Uh, MLB announcers likely will broadcast road games remotely where they're just in their home or something watching the game on a monitor. All right, so here's what – yes, I did Love see that. Love it. And I think that's good for safety and all that. That's good fine. for you. I, I, so I'm looking at it this way. For I got Rutgers coming up, I certainly hope, in the winter. I, if we have to do games off a monitor, that's fine. It's, there's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. But part of doing those games is is being there and having the feel of the game and being around and hearing the coaches and it's just it's different, you know. If you have to do it in a studio, off a, off a, off a monitor, not the hardest thing to do, but it's different. Um, and you know, part of you know when you do these games, the traveling with the teams is fun. I mean, that's kind of part of the enjoyment of doing the job. The home games are great. But the road games are fun because you're in different arenas and you see different cities and different things. Um, but if that's the way it's got to be this year, that's the way it's got to be. And who knows if there's even a baseball season? Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the. I don't know if you, are you still there because you've been like underwater all morning. Oh, I'm here. 
Okay. Uh, you don't have the greatest connection today. Um, the thing hmm. about the baseball is if you read what happened yesterday, I mean, honestly, we're getting to the point. What is the point? Like, why bother? Just shut it down. Let's go. Hockey, basketball. And you know what? If you guys don't get it together, we'll see you next year, maybe the year after that. Whatever. We have sports now that will get us through all year round, essentially. So, I don't know. I, it's really bothersome to me what's going on with these two sides. It's it's awful. And the Yankees are considering doing all of their games remotely. Really? Even the so home like, games? Yeah. Like John and Susan would be in the WFAN studios I was reading in this article. And the well, Yes guys would be at the Yes Network studios. I guess what's interesting about that to me is what, what would be the difference... I get the whole travel thing and staying in a hotel. I, all of that I understand for road games. But if you're in your own studio, essentially in the broadcast booth at the home stadium, that's interesting to me that teams would actually keep their announcers home because you can control that a little bit, like that environment. Yeah. Maybe because, uh, you know, John's a little older, a little bit of an older fella, Jerry. Maybe he's I trying see, to yeah. keep the older folks. There's a lot of older baseball play by play people. Yeah, but the, but the point to that is, though. Al, you still got to travel into Manhattan to get to the radio station. Oh, right. You know, it's not like it's not like he's going to do it from the comforts of his own home. And I mean, I guess he. You know, it's funny. You probably could. Yeah, actually, have to just rig it up somehow so that he could get the direct feed. Yeah, and Jack Maldonado is a great engineer. I'm sure he could figure it out in some way to make it work. I just think there is something to be said for, A, doing a radio show when you're in the same studio. There is something there that is missing when we do it remotely, although I think we've gotten through it relatively well. It's still not the same. And I think if you had John and Susan in separate locations in their homes, I do think that would certainly lack and miss something too because there's so much that goes on between sponsor reads, um, different things you're talking about in between pitches. That would be difficult. But um, it's interesting. I mean, I guess in this day and age, as long as we get the games back, who cares how they're broadcast as long as we can hear them? Um, that's all that really matters. So. Hmm. And speaking of older folks and COVID-19, Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie, is my, does my signal sound bad today? Jerry says I sound like I'm underwater. I'm very, yes. is, well, why didn't anyone tell me? I could have read Because it was after this break, the first break we took. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's not like all the time, but it sounds like it's just like maybe whimsy is laying on the cord. She's not on the cord. Is she getting better? Fine. She's eating rice and chicken. She's feeling better. Did you take her to a vet? I did not. Oh, God. Okay. Jerry, I have a medical background with animals. I just <laughs> Go ahead. What else? fed her rice and chicken, and she's like doing much better. Okay. <laughs> what's, you know, what's next? Sweet potatoes? <laughs> the only difference. I mean, be- <laughs> you've got the dog on chicken already. <laughs> the only difference between me and the dog is that. She has rice, I have sweet potatoes, and she doesn't get the Kit Kat at the end of the meal. Oh, my God. Right, and you have spinach and she eats grass. <laughs> Good I know Lord. Yesterday, Jerry, when I was taking out a piece of chicken to defrost for her, I was like, this dog's cutting into my chicken supply. <laughs> I thought that. I'm sure you did, <laughs> you selfish bastard. <laughs> I was like, I just cut my chicken supply in half. <laughs> Do you give her an entire piece? I do. Oh, my God. It's only four ounces. Yeah, I get it. What are you doing? Do you only feed her once a day or you give her food Twice. in the morning? So she gets she gets eight ounces a day? Today she's getting two chickens. Oh. Take care of your chickens, Jerry. <laughs> so you're getting one a day and the dog's getting two? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That is right. I had some sort of awesome, actually. My first meal of the day, I'm eating peanut butter and jelly. I would say this. The fact that... 
the dog and uh, the dog's feeling better. Yes, before I say yes. what I'm going to say. Okay, the dog's feeling better, so we can have a little bit of fun. The fact that you have dealt with horrendous dog diarrhea and the yeah. fact that the dog is eating your food already, <laughs> What's poetic going justice. On? What's going on here? <laughs> this is amazing, actually. Next week in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Gina. This is Whimsy's spot. If there's a god, that dog's in the bed tonight. <laughs> she has not shown any interest in the couch or the bed. Thank God. Oh, that's a good thing. Well, good for you. I mean, it's if, like, hey, good for you. But um, if this dog's going to be eating chicken, I'm getting her that cheap chicken that you see in the supermarket where they go, like, get, buy one, get one free sleeve of chicken. Yeah, the stuff I eat, that's almost expired. Yes, because I eat, I eat good chicken, Jerry. Like, right now, my chick, my freezer's filled with Omaha Steaks chicken. Oh, we know. We saw. I like Bell and Evans. I like I like some bougie chicken. This dog is going to get ShopRite brand chicken if she's going to start eating chicken every night. You, Take hey, care of your chickens. It's still good quality chicken the dog will be fine we're gonna take a quick break oh, when I we that come thing back about old people jerry we'll when do we it come back a side. thing about old people apparently <laughs> and i'm gonna disconnect and reconnect yes, so do i'm that. gonna be yes. awesome all right and then we'll be back and then boomer and geo on a friday here on the fan al and jerry all right, 5.40 on the fan. Oh, as we go. I don't know what's going on over here. You are having trouble with your connection today, but that's okay. We got Good Boomer and Lord. Geo coming Hold up on, Jerry. at Let 6 o'clock. All this right, again. then. Uh-huh. We're going to try this what again. in the world? In three, two, one. In three. Jerry, when does this show start? Uh, we started 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yep. We are back from break. This is called uh, professional broadcasting right here. Oh, this thing, it says, uh, it says it's, it's playing on my Echo show. That was very smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> All right, All just right. go. Just what pretend I played people? something rocking, Jerry. Oh, uh, can I, I give you good oh, news real quick? Oh, oh. good news, just Jerry? I'm sorry. We don't do that no, here. No, no, no. Real good news. Oh, okay. Did you see yesterday that New York reported zero new deaths from coronavirus on Wednesday? Is that right? Zero. Zero. It's over. Yeah, well, I did I see some. that, but it's better. I did see some people in masks outside of local businesses here waiting for their food. I was like, what are these people? Take your masks off and let's get into these buildings. It's over. The coronavirus, Jerry. Let's celebrate. It's Friday. The coronavirus is over. And you ain't got blank to do. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, if you want to still do things, you got to wear the mask. So. Oh. And well, Texas, sucks. by the way, 50% capacity. How about that now? They already upped that from last week to from 25% to 50 and uh, the Cowboy Stadium holds like 300,000 people, so they can, like, <laughs> they can really fill that place now with 50% capacity for sports. Here's, here's the problem for them. They always sell those tickets. You've been there, right? You've been I have not. Stadium. No, I've oh, never been. You haven't been. done that trip yet? No, I've never even been. I never went to the old Texas Stadium. Oh, that's I'm see, a I, fraud fan, Jerry. I went there a couple times, including their final year, which was oh. really cool. I went there on thanks for a Thanksgiving game with my wife and Matthew at the time. That was nice. that was awesome. Um, the the Cowboy Stadium, they've got this cool thing. It's just for you to be in the stadium. You don't have a seat. It's called like a standing room only ticket and a courtyard ticket. And it's not it's like 20 bucks. And you can do a couple of things. A, if you're the first one there, you can get online. And as soon as they open the doors, you can run and be like at the, at the railing where you've got a great view of the field. The problem is you really can't move because people that pile up behind you. <laughs> right. It's like when you go to a concert and you yes. weasel your way all the way up to the front in a standing room only show. But you're not leaving. 
Right. And, but but then the other thing they do, part of that is they have this courtyard outside. where So when those doors open with that ticket, you can roam free in and out. And they've got this awesome area where they have this massive screen that the game's on. And before the game, they're running concerts. They're selling drinks and food. It is really a cool experience. But I don't think you can sell those tickets. If fans, even 50%, you can't because you can't have people piling up again on right. top of one another. Unless you're going to have six-foot markers for standing room only, which seems stupid. Yeah, please stand here. Right, exactly. Anyway, what about old people? Uh, Adam Silver, Jerry, he reversed course on he had uh, set up restrictions for older NBA coaches where they wouldn't be able to go to the arenas. Right. But he has reversed course on that. Now, the people it would have affected, Jerry, Mike D'Antoni, your boy Greg Popovich, Alvin, Alvin Gentry, okay, Rick Carlisle, Right. Someone named Terry Stotts. Not familiar with him. <laughs> someone named Terry Stotts. Who does he coach for, Jerry? The Blazers. Blazers Trailblazers. Oh, they voted against the uh, yes. NBA coming back, the Trailblazers. Which the is one so team. interesting because they have a legit shot to make it with the eight games they're going to play. They have a chance to get in, and that's all they wanted. If you remember, Damian Lillard was like, just give us a chance. All right, we have a chance. Now we're good. <laughs> like, what? I thought you wanted a chance. This old coach is... Old coaches not uh, being able to coach on the sidelines. Uh, I guess that, that they're not going to do that, but they talked about it. It reminded me, remember when the Knicks had uh, 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 Phil Jackson and he was maybe not going to go to road games? Yes. When he was just re- going to, well, like, Skype in. When they were thinking about him being <laughs> a coach and having the staff take care of road games. (laughs) (laughs) He was just going to be like on your – he was going to do a Zoom meeting into the game and tell people where to go and what triangles. Yeah, hologram them in, run the triangle. I got to tell you, after watching the documentary, a lot more respect for Phil Jackson. Yeah, but it it makes it – you ran that team. It makes it even weirder to know what a failure he was coming back to the Knicks. Like that was even stranger. A failure, but in a different role. Like, he didn't come back and fail as a coach. Right. So his coaching record is still intact. Like, the cool thing to me about, in terms of Jackson in that documentary, was not necessarily what he did with the Bulls. It was the way he got there and going and coaching in Europe and places that were just, I mean, they were nothing but all-out brawls and they have to bring security in after every game or during a game. Then there's Phil Jackson with the beard and the long hair. I was just, it was interesting just watching his development as a coach. And remember uh, our friend Mike Woodson, who used oh, yeah, to coach the Knicks? Yeah, I Come remember. on. <laughs> yes. I don't think he'll get the job, but he is gonna he is going to interview for it. Eddie still has that cool Mike Woodson face T-shirt that he could wear if Mike Woodson yes, gets could. this job again. Yeah, dig it. Mike Woodson, never know, uh, maybe coming uh, back. Uh, uh. Everything you read though is it's Tom Thibodeau's job if he wants it. I don't know if that's true, but that's what all the reporters are saying. I'm voting for Mike Woodson. Is this a thing where we get to vote, or they 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 pick I the person? I don't think we get to vote. No, no that I would seem vote fair. for Jeff Van Gundy if I was a Nick fan. And uh, the possibility of Kevin Durant coming back for the Nets this season has changed their odds of winning a championship. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Right. I thought they already said that. I thought his people already came out and said, or he said directly, said it I'm not times. coming back. Yeah. I, the problem, I think, is as the resumption of the season has gotten pushed back all the way to really early August for the most part. You're talking July 31st, I think, is when the games yeah. probably will start. 
I think as we've gotten further and further away from that surgery and really closer and closer to what would have been training camp for the new season, if you think about it, which probably would have been September, people are like, all right, well, if you were going to be back this season, why not just think of it as a new season? But I really think they want – because as good as he is, you're going to need some games to acclimate yourself, you would think, to your new team because he hasn't played with them really. So why risk it if the chance of winning a championship isn't as high as you'd like it to be as it can be next year? The so Nets are now get it. 60 to 1 odds to win it all, Jerry. They're not great odds. They were 750 to 1. Boy, could you imagine Those if you got good them 750 to 1? Imagine Evan put a bet down, he would be so I'm a loser. Not a loser. He'd be a 751 to 1 bet. You know what they call that? He'd be like going, "Oh." They call that great value. A great value bet. Yes, I hate, and I, that's one of those oh. things I hate. Like if you think, like people always say, you know, if you're going to bet on a team or a, let's say a horse, for instance, well, you know, you take the horse with the good value at twelve to one because it's got a chance to win, even though you know that the horse is one to five is going to win. Right. I look at it as really wasting your money on the other horse. <laughs> one to five, the horse is going to win. Right. So that's why I don't gamble. What's your favorite Evan drop that Eddie plays? Uh, my favorite Evan drop is probably when he sticks his hand down the pants. Yes, oh, mine too. That's funny. <laughs> There's stick actually my hand a lo- down my. Oh, there are a lot of funny. Evan <laughs> stick drops. my hands down my. Oh. <laughs> the other one is he gave it to me. He gave it to me, <laughs> and I I gotta tell you, it was fantastic. I also I, like. I'm gonna rip my shirt off. <laughs> yes, that's a good one as well. <laughs> And then you got the one where they got was, was it one where they got Sam Darnold? Is that the one where yes. they they did it? Yeah, they did it. And then Ooh, that the one. A- and oh no, you know what? Actually, you just jarred a memory. My favorite, favorite, and it's not even close. Favorite Evan drop is when the Knicks didn't win the lottery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. That right there. That is my favorite one. No Zion Williamson for the Knicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was smoking a doobie. Ooh. I don't care about that. I like the He yes. gave it to me. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so is Joe been on vacation? Is that where yeah. he been? I guess yesterday uh, JJ did the show with Evan. Right. right. And How I about saw, that? And I saw where Mike Francesa called in to school them on some great Yankee losses or something. Okay, that makes sense. Why not? He called in, yeah. All right. So, real quick. I'm rip my don't... shirt off. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. I want to rip my shirt off. <laughs> I rode him for two months. It was fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why he would say that. I think I bet you that was like a fantasy player, right? He, he, he Probably. had the fantasy player for two months. And I got a lot of problems. <laughs> I like to go to a former president's boyhood home. <laughs> that was one I tipped off Eddie too because I couldn't believe it when I was listening to it live. That's like, what he does for vacations, right? Yes. When yeah. he was single, he, for sure. He's interesting. How about this one too? This one I found fascinating. I think this was, I want to say February. It was before everything happened. I believe he drove to Florida with his wife and his son, which is great. All good. I mean, it's a long ride. I've done it three or four times myself. That's fine. But when I go and we drive and we spend 17 hours each way driving, we stay for a week. He did like two days and turned around and came home. 
Like, dude. Well, he had to stop by Boyhood Homes of Presidents in Virginia on the way back. Oh, my God. Well, no, that's another trip he takes. He will take a trip and he'll map out the former president's boyhood homes, as he mentioned, yeah. or museums. And he will, like, drive west. And he will just hit all. And he'll hit the, and the battlefields I would like to do. I think that's a really cool thing that we should all see at some point. They probably just passed gas right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the boyhood homes of former presidents. <laughs> yep. That's um, that's an interesting, interesting thought. I love my helmet. Wow. Okay. Fair um, enough. You know, Jerry, how I like to watch a lot of murder mysteries and, yes. and things like that on ID Channel. One thing I think about all the time is they'll go back to some of these murder mysteries and they'll go back to the home where the murder occurred and they'll they'll show like, well, this is this is the hallway, blah, blah. but someone's currently living there. Yes. That's so freaky. strange to me. I agree. I watched I the know, I don't know that I could buy a house that had a that had a, a homicide murder in it. In it. Yeah, I, yeah, like I don't think I could. Like there was, I just watched the Dark Side of the Ring documentary on Vice TV about the wrestler uh, Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. and he had, you know, he'd murdered his wife and kid, and then hung himself in oh. his house, and it's this beautiful God. mansion, and and the whole time I'm just wondering, like, does somebody live there now? Probably, yeah, I'm sure they do. I couldn't, just be, especially if I knew and, where everything occurred in the home, I couldn't. There's and they no have way. to tell you that, I think. Do they? I think I I think they have to disclose that. How do you, I guess. I don't think you put it in the listing beautiful four bedroom home with murders occurred here. But I think uh I think you do have to I think if there was a violent death in the home they have to disclose that. I wonder and we would need a real estate attorney to tell us this though, but I wonder if that's one of and you just went through it if that's one of the 600 pieces of paper that you sign your name to. <laughs> right that you don't look at. Right that the, and it's you know, let's be honest. We're not reading most of that. No. And the attorneys are great because for them, it's just another day at the office and let's just get through this closing and blah, 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 blah. And they kind of skim through everything. And thankfully they do because you don't want them to read through everything. It'll take 17 hours to do it, like driving to Florida. Um, but you wonder if that's like a disclosure in there right, that, that you're I'm really just... not aware of. But technically they told you about it. Signing, signing, signing. Uh, four people were murdered here. Sign, sign, sign. <laughs> you're okay with vengeful spirits, right? Okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead. It's, uh, that's all it says. That, uh, the vengeful I am spirits. I'm not okay and, with vengeful spirits. And the drywall's a little cracked. Vengeful spirits. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. We're going to take one final break, and then we get to a fun Friday with Boomer and Geo here at 6 on the fan. Oh, we have a radio.com sports oh. with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. we got a couple more minutes. Uh, the NBA basically making it official yesterday with the resumption of the season in late July, and then they will take it into October. And uh, baseball, both sides continue to embarrass themselves and do nothing and continue to be worlds apart on an agreement. What else, Al? Jerry, I don't like to fight with other broadcasters on competing networks. But no, you, well, you do. No, you do. Mr. Max Kellerman, I've got a beef with you. Stealing he- Bob's line? Yep, he's ripping us off. Nobody cares about hockey, Boomer. I agree. We started Nobody Cares About Hockey. Now I see him getting all sorts of run for saying it. Yeah, I I did see that yesterday. I thought the same thing. I saw Linda Cohn very angry with him. Uh, Well, hockey fans are angry with him. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? Good. Be angry with him. That having been said, he doesn't care, so who cares what he thinks? Whatever. Like to me, mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. I've always found it interesting. The people that actually don't give a damn about hockey, why yeah. do we care about their opinion? 
Yeah, like who you. cares? Like, right? I don't. No offense. Don't I don't care what your opinion <laughs> on hockey is. What about like, 80s to wrestling? Me, to me, like you don't get an opinion on hockey because you don't know anything about it. <laughs> that, that's right. That's also You're a problem right. with this country. People right. that have opinions with he's no facts. Oh, come on, come on. Tomorrow.